Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I am so pleased you are able to join me this fine evening. As you could all probably tell, it is again the season in which the souls of the deceased arise to torment our fair kingdom. It is also the perfect time to test my prototype. Fear not, as the lead alchemic practitioner of our kingdom, I shall smite down all spectral beings to the dirt from which they hail. Now where did I put my spectral goo power dynamizer? <laughs> Lab assistant Michael? How did you return from the thorough obliteration I wrought on you? What's that in your... Oh! <laughs> do not do anything rash, as we, uh, as we ha have guests, and we would not want to make a mess. <laughs> Curses. Now I'll have to devise an alternative way of dealing with these spectral beings. I'm afraid I will need some time until I can showcase my next invention. But fear not. I will use my scrying sense to provide you entertainment of the gumptious. Ramble shamble. Good day, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Ramble Shamble. Today, we are joined by a new guest who we hope that we will see in the future. His name is Michael. Say hi, Michael. Hello, everyone. And Michael, everyone, is an alcoholic. That's why he's here today. <laughs> and um, I, I guess I kind of ruined the whole Alcoholics Anonymous thing. <laughs> but um, yeah. This topic does drive you to alcohol. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, we're also joined by my regular co-host, Mackie. Hello, people. I am not an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I, I think that Mackie found you somewhere, and I'm not completely sure about how that happened. Can you, can you explain to us a little bit about how that happened, Michael? Okay, so here in Coventry, um, I'm involved with a, a social group, um, and I've started organising a board games night. And uh, Mackie happened to be there one of the at one of the events, and I decided to ask everyone in the room what their theme of the week was. Um, and Mackie told me about this podcast, and my theme was the paranormal. So. You put two and together, this is how we've ended up here. <laughs> it was interesting. Um, the theme that I did was the theme that uh, the, the topic of the discussion. I believe it was it was the, the one that was with you, it was your one where we talked about paranormal beings. Oh or, yeah. Or, or I can't remember the exact topic. Dang it, but the the listeners will know. <laughs> it was <laughs> like um hmm. supernatural yeah. creatures, I think it was. Yes. And I was I was very careful to tell you not paranormal, supernatural. <laughs> yes, supernatural. and not cryptids, supernatural, <laughs> because those are different things to to the people that follow them. Oh well, now that's something we're gonna have to talk about. I don't yeah. believe they're all different. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I for the listeners, I, all of you guys can see exactly what this this episode title is. It is 
paranormal events, phenomena, or creatures. And we have a few questions that each of the people on this podcast have received, um, and we'll we'll get to them throughout the natural course of the episode. But since we already have indicated a little bit that there is some murky ground between what is paranormal, supernatural, or a cryptid, at least with as it has to do with creatures, could you guys please give me your understanding of what the paranormal is? We we can start off with with Mackie and then have Michael. Okay, I'm interested in I'm interested. <laughs> okay, yeah. so, so my my understanding of paranormal are it's it's closely relied aligns with supernatural, but it's re, it's un, unexplained scenarios or circumstances that steers away from the normal day of life. So uh, a situation where there's just the, the color of the sky just changes a different color that and just for that particular area would be considered something paranormal because from the normal days of a routine a routine day it just it diverts completely from the normal circumstance that's why i say supernatural is quite an, it, it ties closely with paranormal although i think you, you both of you will like correct me here that they're completely different categories don't they should not be touching <laughs> <to> each other <laughs> That's my understanding, at least. You, Michael? Okay. I would say it's the unexplained. Anything sort of that we experience that we've no answer for that sort of defies logic. Hmm. Okay. Because yeah. when obviously, as soon as we're able to have answers for these things, they, they don't fit into that category anymore. <laughs> but as long as we can't explain them, they're the unexplained. And I feel like that's what all this sort of comes into so the, does that mean supernatural and cryptics are part of that then i guess cryptics yeah are it's all unexplainable oh, even though people yeah. think they know have think they know and have the answers it's yeah uh, that does bring up brought a clear picture to me funny enough because now i consider paranormal as like the parent or or the the everything comes off that and then categorizes into different subcategories of paranormal I would yeah. say paranormal is sort of like a subcategory along with cryptids, uh. for example. So, the, but because when you think of like the paranormal, you think of ghosts and hauntings and like <laughs> spirits. Yeah. True, true. Okay, so let me give you guys my definition then. And don't take this as the gospel truth, but it's just my spitballing. I think that the paranormal has to do with phenomena that exist. And whether or not we tamper with them or experience them or cause them to happen, they will carry on existing even without our input. But I think that it's different from the supernatural in that the supernatural has to do with some kind of specific intentionality that's behind the event or the being or something that's like experienced or interacted with. A simple way of me to illustrate that is that, let's say for example, ghosts now. There are various theories behind ghosts and um, some people think that, uh, and this is also more aligned with my own interpretation of it, that there's like some kind of world or uh, or existence that 
parallel or next to ours that's just on kind of a different frequency of existence and so we are not able to experience it because it's not in sync with our uh, the frequency of our universe and plane of reality but it does exist there and sometimes it's almost like a veil becomes thin or there are cracks in in the the matrix that houses our reality and so some of that reality seeps into ours and we see the traces of that but they both exist and they're both there and without any kind of input from us that will be the case it will happen and uh, continue to happen now the supernatural i think because of the the intentionality behind it i think the easiest way in which i can illustrate that is a sorcerer of some kind who's putting his willpower into making magic happen or something or a supernatural being that isn't from our plane of existence so it's kind of similar to the paranormal in that but it would be like them deliberately coming into our reality through some kind of force or power or energy and i think a clear example of that is like angels demons werewolves although i think werewolves would be like some massive act in the past where it was like the inciting incident you have hybridization happening between humans and and wolves and maybe like other types of were animals as well and it could have been like a contract of sorts you know you get some of our stuff like awesome sharp teeth and super strength and things and the ability to see at night and um i don't know we get some of your intelligence and now <laughs> the way that you spread out more is you have to bite people okay so whatever whatever the ground rules are there was like some intentional thing that happened behind yeah. it and then i think with cryptids it's the most down to earth it's just simply a very realistic animal that is very plausible in terms of gene uh, genus and family and species and all of this it's just that we haven't found proof of it does that make sense yeah now the most interesting thing that you said there for me was to like putting things into two different categories whether it exists if it's been observed or whether if it's been observed and if it's not been observed does it, it does it still happen that's quite I've never really thought about that before that's quite interesting that's something to ponder yes. on so i so i think to draw like just summarize it very clearly paranormal things happen all the time yeah and they will continue to happen we can't explain it but it's not like there's some kind of mastermind in the background pulling all the strings and making these events and machinations happen no interesting that's more like the supernatural the supernatural not yeah yeah the supernatural is where someone's like i want fire there and i don't want it to be explained or plasma like primal elemental right now mm, exactly mm. yeah and then cryptids i think don't really have to do with the conversation of the paranormal the paranormal or the supernatural as much the only reason why people get confused 
is because with the supernatural, there's often creatures involved, and yeah. that's the same as with cryptids. Cryptids is just science that hasn't been found in my mind. I'm going to be interested in what you think of my views later. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> I look forward to it. I do have to say, uh, the one I liked your example when you were explaining Supernatural, where the werewolf came from a different, well, the birthplace of the werewolf was an entity from a different universe, deciding to do almost, in other words, uh, interspecies um, woohoo <laughs> sex yeah. you would okay. say <laughs> yeah okay so so before we get on to the actual answers and the actual questions are we let going me into just detail, go are we? A, little, <laughs> a little bit of detail into this so I think the most likely way in which werewolves would have happened is that a paranormal uh, entity a, a demon, fairy a fairy would yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> I think that a demon would have known that it's easier to have an influence in our world if there is some kind of tangible manifestation that is linked to it over here. And um, I think that humans, as the only provable kind of intelligence, over here would have been the the easiest way to breach some kind of barrier and so the i think the contract or the covenant then would have been you will get super awesome strong powers and be able to jump and bite things and see in the dark if you just let me have a bit of influence in your material world and who knows maybe for an hour or two when you do transform I have control in your human world Ooh. I I don't know Morgoth uh, not actually Morgoth Morgoth from the the Tolkien universe but like some uh, really dark sounding demon name uh, yeah will have power for two hours in your world um, and that's the deal you get super strength and like awesome senses I, and I get to be there for a few hours without your control or knowledge of it and that's how I think it would have started so I'm going to go on brand here for myself and say that seems very Warhammer-ish because that's what the chaos gods do and the um, the demons from the warp that's how they interact with our, our material world they sort of manipulate the physical and when they do they alter it and that's how you get possessed and mutations. Interesting. Warhammer World. I'm not as uh, I'm definitely not as versed as a lot of my other friends, but I know that world is also such full, is so full of lore and very interesting things. So I'm glad I'm glad you're on board because you're gonna like. I, I, I I'm curious. I'm, I'm sure Jotun's also curious to know these different areas that we of our nerdish uh, backgrounds that we have not yet explored in detail. So. My first question for you guys is, what is your favorite unexplained or paranormal phenomenon? Ooh. And um, I think I'm going to give the, the guest for today the first chance over here to speak. Okay, thank you. Now, I wouldn't like to say it's my favorite because none of it's my favorite. I'm just fascinated by it all. But I think the one that I'm most, I don't know, sort of intrigued by and and. I've kind of delved into the most is the missing 411 um, phenomenon. Ooh, yeah. 
So, for those who don't know what the missing 411 is, it's there was this gentleman called uh, David Politis. He was a former police officer, and this was back in the 60s and 70s. Um, and it's all to do with a lot of um, sort of unexplained missing cases in national parks around America to start with. And he found, like, when doing investigations, he actually found out that these parks never kept records of these missing people or incidents. So he started to look into it. And the more he looked into it, the weirder the sort of scenarios that people go missing were. He's no longer a police officer now. He's an investigator. And he writes primarily books on the missing 411. He sort of catalogues and sort of talks about all the case, cases throughout the years and it's still being updated to this day because it's, it's still something that's, that happens but it's always interesting to hear these sort of accounts because like majority like for most of the time obviously people don't turn up but there are some cases where people do turn up as well but even if they don't uh. turn up you'll there'll, there'll be footage on security cameras where so like two months later they'll sort of come into a shop sort of days they don't know where they are and they'll go missing again or they might find say like the the missing person miles away from where they went missing and there's even cases of like kids who go missing like when say like a family's going out for the day maybe a kid will go missing like instantly like a parent will just turn his head turn back around they'll be gone and there's a case there's a couple of cases where the kids have turned back up they've always mentioned something like oh this bear helped me or this grandma looked after me you know they always had like these strange sort of stories to tell when they turn back up and this is like days later and they usually turn back up where um search teams have been looking already so it's just they just sort of a pop up so it's just interesting like you can't you can't just say one story is this it's literally every account is different and what happens so I'm very interested in that and it's just it gets me thinking Mm -hmm. about like what could it be I mean obviously most of the time it's probably just like a normal sort of case where someone just goes missing and for example but there was just those sort of situations that are just a bit like unexplained have you have you guys heard of the missing 411 yeah um this is actually something that I introduced Mackie to a while ago as well. <laughs> and what's really interesting about it for me is, is also like you said, where these search parties will track over some of the, the field like six times. And yeah. on the seventh time, then the, the person will be found. Exactly. And it's, it's, not like, it's not like you have two people walking inside the woods looking for other people yeah no it's like you have scores of people g- going in these woods in a pattern or in, in in such a pattern that someone isn't able to get into the interior of let's say this grid that they're walking in without people on the outside yeah. noticing and it's pretty instantaneous as well like from going missing to them searching it's not like the where people believe oh you got to be missing for 24 hours it's literally like they'll call in maybe like 20 minutes like oh my son's gone missing I can't find him they'll be out of there straight away because they obviously know time is of the essence you know you need to be quick yeah and 
another really interesting about it for me is like the the frequency with which it occurs and normally it's also people who are extremely experienced with with being in the outdoors yeah that's all the ones that disappear and that's the the interesting and also a bit troubling thing for me now you could make the argument that um if anybody is able to hide or like run away then naturally it would be the the woodsman because he knows how to hide from people inside the woods he knows them so damn well but like those people wouldn't leave behind all their supplies and their tools and their things and things like that as well so oftentimes it's like people disappearing in like i don't know yosemite national park and his clothes will just be lying there with his hiking boots and his backpack and now nobody has any (laughs) idea where he is and then just two days later he'll pop up like 200 miles in a different part of the like Appalachian Mountains or something and even if this guy was absolutely hauling ass and he was an Olympic uh, long distance runner or one of those crazy ultra marathon runners there's no way that he could have done 200 miles yeah. in two days across this kind of rugged terrain buck naked <laughs> you know <laughs> like <And> these streaker <laughs> exactly. so these kids that go missing just they won't be able to look after themselves for days on end mm. Mm. and it's, it's often like a toddler it's like a two-year-old yeah who appears like 20 it's kilometers terrifying. away those are the craziest stories yeah so but it's not it it's not just national parks it it does happen all over the world as well Mm. yeah Mm. i think it's just we we get a lot of the reportings from the national parks specifically because the u.s park service is actually so good like they have their ducks in a row and so Mm. i just think the record keeping and the search attempts and the awareness of it is just a, a lot better there. It's just that, yeah, it's just that it's hmm. recorded more. Yeah. So, Mackie, have you found out anything new about this 411 stuff since I introduced it to you? Yeah. So, I did do my initial research, but I kind of wanted to leave it more open ended so you could fill me in more of the information. But I have done my. Like when I did look it up, seeing the stories of where, as you meant, as you said, mentioned before, where they would have these search parties that were unable to track anything, and as you guys mentioned before, the people were just gone and and eventually appeared somewhere else. If they were found, that's 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 the more scary thing is that most of them were not found. And what is very weird is because even if they were, say, experts, uh, woodsmen, and able to hide so perfectly well i still feel that these search parties would some form of like indication of people have walked past here or there's a person's piece of clothing but as you mentioned before sometimes the clothing just it's on the floor and the person appears 200 miles and it's almost like a trial that they have to do they've been almost hand selected or picked by some paranormal or alien species that they say you seem you, you're in the more rustic part of your world. Let's let me put you to a, a trial of fire. 
athletic and a fire trial fire exactly and if you make it out to the end but naked you're free yeah <laughs> but you cannot tell us tell anyone about this or you'll be brought back to our world and we'll kill you i'm, yeah. I'm passing like that, that trial weird. but you already got to you already jumped to what my next question was going to be for michael which is um what do you think the reason is behind all of this <laughs> See, Ma- like you can anticipate this by now <laughs> okay well it's actually we'll leave that until because i know you've got a series of questions it's actually to do with like our last sort of topic so i am i'm going to leave that there because it it's going to bring that ah, into okay. what i think the 411 is ah that's okay. cool that's cool so i don't i don't want to no spoilers you have to, you no, have to keep listening right. till the end everyone <laughs> yeah okay then mackie what is your favorite phenomenon like the uh, paranormal one so my favorite phenomenon is the glitch in the matrix um <laughs> so i recently heard of the story where there's this lemon tiktok girl and it's uh, i'm not sure if you guys do know it i'm gonna say it anyways as if you guys i do don't know, know it, it so fill me in yeah if there's one thing i don't give a damn about it's tiktok <laughs> well that's the thing i don't i don't listen to tiktok either but the only reason why i know about this is because a, because I've looked at 411, missing 411, all this weird paranormal stuff, it's it's pulling up all my search features. So it's like, have you heard of this story? So I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'll do this research. <laughs> and basically, this this a person who works in the kitchen, she basically grabs a she, on a security camera. So a security camera is watching the people work in the kitchen, and this girl grabs a lemon and cuts it in half with a sharp knife. Now, with one of those halves, she proceeds to cut it in half again. So, one lemon is in half, and, and the other two slices are in quarters. So, she then leaves the lemon, the two the, the pieces of lemon on her on the counter to go fetch a plastic bag. So, she puts them down, and you can see this. You guys can look it up. It's it's like a forty second video, where and then she goes away, grabs the plastic bag, comes back to pick up the two quarters, so the two quarter lemons, and as she puts it in the bag, she realizes it's not in quarters anymore. It's back to a half, and she, she you could tell you could tell she pauses and she realizes that she had not cut the lemon into quarters yet. It's still half, so she proceeds to cut it again to quarters and she puts it back into the plastic bag but what, what made this strange is that she then goes to the security camera and confirms that she did cut it into quarters but when she went to pick it up again it was already in, it was it returned to original state as a half so is she intentionally cutting this lemon for a tiktok video or is this on security camera that she's showing a security camera actually shown like you can see people working around her uh, like gathering uh, cooking items and so they're preparing food they're preparing food and this camera uh she's she obviously it looks like she's recorded the camera footage on her phone because you can see she's trying to zoom into the exact point of her cutting the lemon but then she zooms out to see that it is a busy kitchen well that's more believable because if if she's just doing it for the camera then obviously you kind of think oh it's just a cut mm. but if that's how it's but that's that's mental it's it's creepy so what makes this even worse why i i like immediately thought oh no something's weird happening here is that so she started speaking about it on her tiktok and her tiktok account gets uh blocked or cancelled and she she asked why and she and the people basically said that you um you do, your age of 16 too young to be on tiktok so that's weird to start off with because i've never heard of that rule before 
and then she started posting. Yeah, you can be younger than 16 and be on TikTok. I've never heard of that brawl. To be fair, I don't. I don't use TikTok very you often. You can't. You can't but, like personally. They're not like you can't interact with that account in any way if they are underage. That's the new rule for it. But there's no age restriction okay. on content creation for it. I believe. So what was also weird though is that she started speaking on her parents, her mother's account, and that account also gets cancelled. So. It's it almost appears that look I I can I can definitely you guys can obviously I've also been trying to think of oh this is probably just some trend or that kind of thing, but these like occurrences where her account gets cancelled and her mother's account gets cancelled or blocked is pretty weird because this is only one of the circumstances of glitch in the matrix because I th- those are the one of the paranormal phenomenons that I enjoy so much because. You see something happen, but it's it's almost like something had to revert it back to its original state. Or there's like a person that is an exact outfit that you're wearing, going to the exact same location and has similar mannerisms as you do. It's these like little like weird situations. Like it feels like a glitch in the system. And I just love those things because they make my brain go like, wait, my brain just paused. Please go back again. I have to watch it like four times over just to understand what did i just yeah. see <laughs> so do you think they're like hiccups or do you think they're intentional glitches uh, i think most are like fabricated where but i definitely think this lemon one this lemon one seemed more real to me than the others because it, like you'll see like there's i'll be like watch some lately and like you see this car and it magically magically just gets completely destroyed and i'm thinking yeah that's a bit that's a bit off but this lemon account girl, I'm going to refer to that as the, the, the topic, seems a little bit more like, wait, what just happened? And it, it, it is possible that one of her co-workers, because you see, I was, uh, if you see the video, you see your, the co-workers, the busy people walking, working around her, are relatively near, not super near, not like rubbing elbows. But there's a possibility that as the lemon is partially covered for that split second, like literally less than a split second not even recovered it possibly could have been exchanged or she could have had half a lemon in her yeah. hand as she was going to fetch a plastic bag and exchange it quickly to show her quarters but when the account gets cancelled that tells me that something is kind of like a cover-up yeah now I've, that, I've worked in restaurants and behind bars and stuff and not mm. once in many 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 years has it ever been a funny idea that it's not been an idea that someone thought I'm gonna like change this bit of lemon back to a, <laughs> a full half. <laughs> no one's making that kind of prank or joke. There's oh. no conspiracy, I'm afraid. <laughs> I think I think this is very easily explainable to me. I think that because human memory is so fallible and people concentrate uh, we don't pay attention to things that we have done very many times in the past that's just how our brains work our pay our brains pay hyper attention to any kind of new stimulus or events mm-hmm. but all the things we do every day or multiple times a day or a lot even every minute we don't pay attention to anymore and so I think what happened was that she cut the lemon and she, like somewhere down the line, she forgot that she did something. And let's say she just took out her lunchbox or whatever. 
and she took out her lunchbox and she like just picked up the lemon to grab it again. Two halves, you probably grab it with one hand, you pinch it together, and then she thought, oh crap, didn't I just cut this? Because she's seeing the two halves together. Then she puts it down, the lemon is sticky because it's got juices, and so it doesn't fall apart again. She cuts it again, and then it goes into two halves again, or two quarters again. And then she's like, but I just did this, I, I don't understand, security camera time. I think it's a, a problem with her memory. No, I agree with what you say, but in the actual video you itself, can it. you can physically, see, you can literally see it, it was cut into quarters. Yeah. And when she when she takes it out, you see it as half a lemon, and you see the other lemon untouched. So the other does half, it go into the bag untouched. as half lemon, or does it go into the bag as two quarters? You, you can't see okay. that. That's the thing. So I have sleight of hand, that's, my that, friend. That, that, that's what I was also thinking. Mm. It's highly possible it's sleight of hand. And normally I would scoff at the idea and say it's sleight of hand. But but because her account and her parent account got cancelled, again, I don't I don't own I don't own TikTok, so they could have said some profanities or shared some other weird stuff. I don't know. She could have come up with something but, better than two quarters to yes. <laughs> going back into half a lemon again though. If she was gonna think about yes. making something up. Seems very yes. mundane. Unless uh, <laughs> unless you see in the security, it's you guys think no, no, it's not. Unless you see like in the frame, like between individual frames of the security camera, that there was quarter lemon and quarter lemons, and then a half lemon again, and that she cut it a second time, and that it wasn't she doctored. cut it a yeah. second time, and we'll that never it wasn't know. doctored. We'll never know. Yeah, we'll never know. That's the whole point of paranormal. Unexplained. Exactly. <laughs> Slight of hand, I believe. Maybe some fancy I've video. I've seen some slight of hand and it's amazing when people do it right. It is magic. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Yotan, what's yours? Okay, mine. Mine is shadow people. Oh my God. Shadow people is very close on my list. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so a shadow person is when we see something like a patch of shadow as a living or humanoid figure specifically. I'm getting goosebumps. And we tend to think that they are entities. Like they have intention and uh, they're probably watching us. And they probably are not in our, or thinking in our best interests. A lot of people who see shadow people think that they have some kind of malevolent intention behind them. And you know that feeling when you're just like, let's say you're on your laptop or you're watching TV or something, it's already nighttime, so the, the lights are a bit down or whatever. Or even in this, this kind of thing has happened in the middle of the day as well. So anytime you like, you're busy watching TV, doing something that you're paying attention to, and the hackles at the back of your nose, your, your neck, those little hairs, like, rise a bit and you get the feeling of the chills and you like look around you and lo and behold at the doorway of wherever you are there's a shadow in, in like a muffled but distinct shape of a human that's just there and it this happened to me right. by the way yeah well, well i definitely want to hear that just now <laughs> <laughs> and there's something wrong about this and it's creeping you out because it's it's like the it's like the feeling of not being wanted. It's like it's it's like you're you're in a conference or something, 
and nobody wants you to be there. And you can feel those vibes. And probably also a little bit of a thing of you have to die now. Like it, it really wants to harm <laughs> you. And you don't know what to do. Except lots of people say the only remedy for a shadow person is like mirth and happiness and enjoyment. So then your best bet is to listen to like some stand-up comedy or watch a funny show because the the leading I think the leading theory is that they just don't like our happiness. And yeah, so there is a bit of a history behind it. Like going all the way back, some people have associated them with jinns or um other kinds of demonic figures from other religions but it gained a lot of attention when it was mentioned on a radio show called coast to coast am um, in 2001 and this guy was interviewing uh, a native american elder thunder strikes um one of the coolest <laughs> names and during the show, people were encouraged to submit some drawings of these shadow people if they had seen them in the past. And in that same year, um, there was a book, a book that was published about this as well. Um, and the writer then became a regular guest on that same radio show. And it's just crazy how many people have seen these shadowy dark silhouettes all over the place. And especially where it's like in your peripheral vision. And when you focus on it, you, this isn't always the case, but it's normally that you focus on it a bit and then it will disappear, but you can still feel the presence there. Um, and then in the absolute worst case scenarios, it will stay there and you'll be looking at this shadow person. Now, the, the person who wrote this book thought that they were like negative aliens or, or something like that. And science has a few of its own explanations like sleep paralysis and um, uh, sleep apnea or maybe even genuine nightmares. Now, if you know the history of nightmares, it comes from the idea that a demon would visit you in the night and basically try to smother you, either by sitting on your chest or like choking you out. And so there's been a lot of more scientific things like that as well so they with the with the nightmare one it's more like uh sleep apnea where you basically choke on your own tongue or like uh, your sinuses or something and so you kind of just like choke but i have my own theory but before we get to that michael what's this experience you've had i'm super curious okay well everything you've just described is kind of my experience. Uh oh. <laughs> so actually, Mackie, th this is this was kind of the thing I told you when we first sort of when we talked about this. So throughout January and the start of February, I felt a very negative sort of energy in me and around me. I'm a very generally I'm a very positive, outgoing person, very open. But during those few weeks, everything just seemed really off, and I just couldn't understand why. And I kind of started to think, well, maybe something's attached to me. And that that thought just randomly came to me, like maybe like four weeks in. So was it was it like just then? It felt like something was a kilter or off, or was it like evil? Like something is. I wouldn't say it was making evil. Making sure stuff isn't going right for you. 
I feel like it just was had it the draining your personality as well. Like it was like draining your like you felt drained almost. No, it just so it it made me, it it brought out my negative energy. Like I was very sort of Ooh. like short tempered and I snapped at a lot of things and I got angry at the smallest things mm. that I wouldn't normally would. Um, but this this happened for probably about six weeks. But one evening I was lying in bed. It must have been. I generally wake up during the middle of the night, about two o'clock, three o'clock, and I could feel something in my room. Well, not in my room, but like my in my when I'm in my bed, my door's just to the right of me, and um, I leave it slightly open because I've got a couple of cats and they need to go in and out. Now, when you leave a door slightly open, there's always a really dark sort of shadow above that door where the light sort of hits the door and doesn't go past it obviously i didn't turn around but in sort of like my peripherals and i could i knew there was something hiding in that little shadow above the door watching me it didn't do anything i just i I didn't even sort of pay any attention i wasn't like i was just a bit sort of freaked out and i knew that's what was attached to me and it's funny you say like because i know as weird as it may seem, I sort of generally know sort of like how to deal with this sort of stuff through my interest. But being positive um, and not ma- and making light of the situation really does help. And just generally sort of setting your boundaries with it and telling it to sort of leave you alone and go away. So I did that for a couple of days and it went away. Mm. But it, saying that a couple, last week, I felt like it try, was trying to come back, but only for like a moment. And then it dissipated again. And I've not had any sort of situation situation since. I've had lots of experiences. And it's generally through other people. But that's sort of a very... That's kind of like the first sort of personal experience I've had in a long time. With something like that. But everything you said sort of resonates with my experience that happened recently. Sure. Look at Jotun speaking the the truth to solve and shadow, shadow yeah. people. Yeah. Jeez. Well done, Jotun. <laughs> Shut. <laughs> don't forget, don't forget me when you when you get when you go to sign, sign that Nobel Peace Prize <laughs> and leave me behind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Shadow people creep the hell out of me as well. I've also had an experience with it, but it's more like a, a communal shadow person that I saw. Lots of people in the area where I grew up think that it's a ghost, but I think it's a um, a shadow person and a negative vibe that it has attached itself to a specific location. Um, and that's an old gate by an old school where I used to Ooh, live. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> they, they call this shadow person Hatman. And the reason why he's called that is because if you take a flashlight, in my instance, it was the headlights of a car, and you shine it at a specific tree close to this old gate by um, a train track where someone was run over um, like decades ago. Then you'll see the outline of a man like peeping at you oh from God. the side of this tree. And lo and behold, he has a top mat, a top hat. And it's a little bit linked to a, a different paranormal phenomenon of Hatman, which is, I think, a bit more of an urban legend, which is coming about nowadays. But it's also a shadow person with a top hat. And uh, 
yeah, I saw Hatman myself where I used to stay. <laughs> so it's creepy, man. Mm, and what yep. really freaks me out about it is just the fact that it's so malevolent, um, the, the energy behind it. Like they, they not, not only do they not like us, but it's like they don't like happiness. And that's yeah. So if you feel yourself going that way and feeling tho those vibes again, Michael, you must just remember happiness is the key. You just oh, definitely. You have to laugh and like call your friends over, have a fun time. If if it's late at or night, listen to Ramble watch Shamble. like some good stand-up <laughs> comedy or uh, a TV. We could do an in-the-moment really podcast, couldn't we? Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh. And yeah, just don't feed its energy. Oh um, yeah, definitely. Because I think that's what happens. I think we yeah. get frightened of them. And then they just, they love it. I think that's what they live for. You've basically just got to try and sort of feel the opposite of how you're feeling. Exactly. And if you... And remember, stand up to it. Tell it to go away. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you're a very religious person, but I'm a Christian. So I always just loudly declare in the name of God, you will do me no harm. Yeah. It's the intention behind it, isn't it? rather than the words yeah like the words are important to the person but the intention behind it is universal yeah and i think the intention behind saying that is that like regardless of whatever the hell you could be you simply don't have authority over me exactly and i think with with happiness it would be like um whatever you like whatever you say kind of or whatever you're feeling i don't care because i'm having fun right now yep. i don't give a crap about what you feel but yeah that was a bit dark and loomy i think we should go to the next topic which is what's the least likely paranormal phenomenon like one that you can look at and be like oh no really this has the most obvious explanation Yes. I'll try to be a little more lighter. Okay, guys. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is paranormal. So I'm not sure. Have you guys seen the Russian video of the fallen angel? No. What is it? Is, is it like some kind of amorphous cloud that is shape shifting and people think? No. Oh, okay. So another another video you got, I recommend you guys go TikTok. watch. No, I don't believe so. <laughs> so, recently, uh, these Russian miners were digging up stone and dirt from, it looks like, almost like playground. And they come across, uh, like, an obstacle, something that's not supposed to be, they heard a sound and it doesn't make sense. So, they dig it out. And out comes, in this clay ground, comes out a pristine, I'm saying pristine, pristine statue of a, a angel with like a shield and a sword and a lot of people are now sounds familiar so well uh it's 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 going around at the moment and a lot of people are saying that this is the prophet of a fallen angel that's fallen from heaven and was turned to stone and is something's holy about it so i believe that this angel or the statue is a hoax. I don't believe it's a, a real thing. 
the reason why I say I don't believe it is an actual angel that's fallen from heaven is primarily because of the fact that people steal things all the time. And the statue being in such a pristine condition also seems a bit weird for me because how does this mining vehicle that's currently uh, collecting stones and dirt from the ground and hit this thing because obviously this thing had to be dig dug under dug from the ground and in a pristine condition like you see if you see the pictures of this thing this thing looks like someone sculpted it to perfection and there's no there's no like scratch uh, indents or scratches besides the wings itself but you check the face the face is clean it's pristine and from i don't know stone not marble or granite like or anything marble. Like Oh, marble. Marble, well, it's yes. It's pretty tough. That's so, pretty tough. It could probably withstand a lot of age. That I agree with, but with a mining vehicles that's currently digging stone okay. from the ground, that doesn't consider, that doesn't care about what it hits. Besides, obviously, limestone, because then the drill will be uh, badly damaged. This, this statue is going to be damaged in some way or form. So the fact that they managed to dig this thing out in pristine condition size the wings like i say the wings what i mean by the wings the wings weren't broken they were just like very dirty still so they, they prioritize cleaning the body and the face over the wings and something just doesn't add up in terms of not that this this could be but it's seems all too perfect too situational where perhaps they did dig it from the ground but i'm more lean towards to the fact that it's not paranormal i feel like in the old days where many churches were pillaged or uh, burnt to the ground and all the valuable yeah. sculptures and artworks and jewelry were taken perhaps this one statue there was a giant mudslide that my opinion says because it, if you look at the ground where it was dug from it looks like a proper mud like clay so that's why i'm more lean towards like maybe a, a giant mudslide came over it and covered it and in that way it could be pristine kept it in like an almost like underground area and that seems more likely than the per the phenomenon of an angel falling from heaven after being turned to stone and falling into the ground. Because and if that was the case, wouldn't we do some more scientific testing of that statue? Because now they found the statue, they can do some like tests to say, what is this a mineral from like normal marble? Or is this something that's more that uh, from a material that we can't even Supernatural. Identify? Yes. So <laughs> you're sure that's you just my, my one. <laughs> wasn't watching the episode of Simpsons where they find the angel and it's just used to advertise the mall that was built. Exactly. That sounds like what it was. <laughs> it sounds very like that. So yeah, that's why. And it's. But I think you're right about because obviously during World War Two, a lot of that kind of um, ransacking took place, and a lot of obviously mm, mm. objects were obviously hidden to save them. Or so True. that might have been a period of time where that might have happened. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. But no, that's interesting. But yeah, it's. That's, yeah, I, I can't get on board with that. <laughs> yes, I've got supporters. <laughs> but I suppose that's I suppose that's the question though, isn't it? So yeah, I agree with your choice. Yeah, it just seems it's more likely that like, there was pillaged doors, like you say, hidden. Yeah, exactly. And something thrown yeah. from the sky and in perfect condition gets only found now. <laughs> yeah. I also don't think that it would have been like dug up with heavy construction stuff mm -hmm. like that doesn't seem likely at all to me exactly <laughs> and that if i think there's a bit of a flaw in the story as well 
Why would the wings stay dirty if the rest of it is so pristine? So I believe that they must have cleaned it. I think they cleaned the body first, yeah. And the wings, they just they didn't bother with clean just yet. Like, you could see the wings. They were still intact. But, that, but that's the unfun answer. The fun answer <laughs> is that it's, it's all fake. It's not like it's wings clipped. So now, now the wings are no longer pristine. <gasps> That makes sense. <laughs> it's metaphorical. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, but yeah, that seems like hogwash to me. And and you, Michael, what's yours? Okay, so mine isn't a specific phenomenon, but for me, it's the most unlikely thing is is that we think we're able to communicate with it, whatever it is. So when people use these spirit boxes and uh, mediums. Exactly. Well, Ouija boards, that's different because we're not commun- they're, they're communicating with us. It's, that's a different thing, I reckon. <laughs> but thinking we, we're understanding them, getting sort of like a, a, some kind of a communication with them, I think is very unlikely. Now, Ouija boards, that is, that is, that does put a bit of a hiccup in what my idea, but <laughs> that's, that's, I think Ouija boards are in the same sort of vein as, tarot cards hmm. yeah i think you're yeah, heavily is- substantiating my definition of like paranormal and supernatural because um like i said about the par- uh, the definition of paranormal would be that regardless of whether we see it or can do something about it it's going to happen yeah now you're saying that we can't really even influence us in any kind of oh no we can't influence we can't influence it. Ooh, that's, yeah. conflict. Let me get my popcorn. I think that's actually, that's a better way to say it. Instead of commun- influencing it, it's probably a better way to put it. It's believing we can influence it. Yeah. Yeah. Because communicating is basically just influencing their like, comprehension in a way. Yeah. Mm. We have no subtitles for it, I'm afraid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and... What there was something that you were saying about uh, like the intentionality as well, which would then or like tarot and we are and stuff because then the intention is I am going to communicate with you, and we're the ones that in those cases like breach the barrier. So then I think that that would then better be classified as supernatural rather than paranormal. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, for me, when we're interacting with, say, like tarot or Ouija board, it's it's a very personal sort of situation. I don't think it's an external force. I don't know. That's it's a that's a whole different conversation. Yeah. But then I would I would still make the argument that you're like most people who do like a, I don't know, a we are thing. Um if they're Okay, maybe not we are, but a like seance. Uh, yeah, 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 a seance. They they have a, like a very deep connection with the people that they're trying to contact, and I think that intentionality is precisely what I mean then by like the willpower that's behind a supernatural yeah. occurrence. And I, I think that it's only like just the breach of the barrier that's needed. Um, by our intentional our intentionality in that case, but then once you've breached the barrier, a lot of the time there's no going back. Now, I don't know if you guys are familiar with how we are boards work, but basically, 
you breach the barrier to the spirit world and you make contact. But if the circle is broken between the people with their intention and their hand and their life force and stuff on the token or the glass, then it's been broken. It's done. It can't be restored. And because of that, the entity stays in your world. That's why you get all these wrong things that happen with Uh. it. And that's a very, um, it's got a long history of like the circle being the perfect platonic shape with no edges, no like leaks in its solidity or anything like that. And if you break it, then like hell will befall you. And if you look further into all those kinds of symbology and things like that, that's why when even in popular media, practitioners of magic depict or they use symbols, they often draw the sign of the pentagram upside down, or maybe even David, the star of David upside down, and they draw a circle around the the points of that that star, whatever star it is. And that's because the circle is meant to confine whatever is going on inside of it. So yeah, don't screw around with we are but, <laughs> but again, I also dislike the fact where they say perfect circle because no 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 person in the past would be able to using chalk or whatever make a perfect circle because at Groundhog it's um. it's like Reckon, you come with a string and a stick. Yes, but even even there, it won't be a perfect circle. But you're not <laughs> you're not fully describing it though. <laughs> what you're saying is you can't draw a perfect circle, comma, freehand. No, you can't but draw a perfect circle. You, period. But maybe like the circle is just the sort of the it's just sort of an explanation or saying it's a boundary, regardless of the shape of it. What do you draw if you use a compass though? It doesn't make a perfect circle. So what I so I'm kind of putting away from the paranormal. I get the confinement, <laughs> but what I'm saying is that if you try to draw a circle, it's not going to be perfect unless it's done by a computer. But even then, it's not perfect because those pixels are squares. So technically, you can make it infinitely close to a perfect circle, but you'll never be able to make it to a perfect circle. And that's true as well for any chalk or anything you draw with, because you can make it infinitely close to a perfect circle. But it won't be. You can't draw a straight line then either. Exactly. Ever. Exactly. You can, and by that argument, you can't draw a dot either. <laughs> no, but but that's what I'm saying is a perfect circle. Yeah. I love when they say you must draw a perfect circle to find. It's like it's, and I'll be sitting in the middle of that thing and saying, I know the circle's not perfect, so whatever I'm drawing is not going to work. <laughs> and there's no such thing as a platonic solid or. <laughs> Any kind yeah. of structure to atoms, yes. which that one is exactly. True. But <laughs> but then, yeah, that's like a lot of maths as well. And maths is meant to be the only true constant. But that's what I was saying. Like even math knows that the, that like the circles that we've been taught is not perfect. Okay, tangent okay. tangent inside tangent. I'm drawing a line here. It's not a straight okay. line, eh? My, my, my very easily explainable one, is, I, we did give both of you a chance to say, mm-hmm. right? Sorry, the sidetracking got into That's fine. Um, <laughs> my one is Mothman. Like, oh, oh, come on, Mothman. And you said that was not I, real. I, I, just, I love Mothman. <laughs> like, 
like regardless of our enjoyment of Mothman and all the awesome stories that come from it, I just I don't buy it. He's a paranormal superhero. <laughs> yes, exactly he is. Why? <laughs> I think I think that the the Mothman sightings were all kind of mass hysteria and media me like the power of how media can make people believe things throwaway words <laughs> social contagion but that in itself is quite a phenomenon oh now we're getting deep that, that is that is true but i think that with mothman specifically a few people maybe you could even say it was a shadow person um but i think that people who experienced a similar encounter then had this idea of the Mothman to latch onto. And because they wanted it to be explained in some kind of way. But when you get multiple sightings and they all describe the same thing. In like the 60s and then it like never happened again. Because there was no major disaster. Uh, that's that's not true. Recently, recently in Chicago, there's been sightings up oh, at the end of last year. Ooh. And was there a major catch-on? It started catch up again. On? Yeah, I can't say a word at the moment. But did something really so, bad happen then? Not that I'm aware of. So if people don't know, Mothman is known to turn up and is an omen for a disaster or something bad or something bad's about to happen. So originally, like the Mothman prophecies, um, it's all, there was a bridge collapse, I believe, and there was a lot of sightings before that. Yeah, in West Virginia somewhere. Yeah, but it, there has been a lot of sightings in Chicago towards the end of last year. I've not heard anything since, but it, ha it has been talked about recently. Hmm. Go Mothman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just I just don't think it's likely here. I, I don't know why. It's it's just always been one of the things that, that smacks of hoax to me. Hmm. That's interesting. So maybe I have the weakest argument, but... Yeah, I don't think it's very credible. Okay. We're going to come to the last episode for today, which is... Episode or topic? <laughs> it's interchangeable, bro. Oh. We only release one episode a day. Sure. Wait, this is a three-parter. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So the last question. What is your most radical theory behind a paranormal phenomenon? Now, you can go really balls to the walls here. Really something that's totally out there, or a more sophisticated science approach, if you like, whatever you feel. Uh, I feel like Mackie's going to be more the scientific <laughs> and I'm going to be the more woo-woo. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I think the host should decide who should go first, the more woo-woo or more science. Okay, I think that I will actually go first. <gasps> yeah, curveball. Option three. Line side. Option three. <laughs> yeah. I choose none. <laughs> You okay, just don't want to so, be pitted up against us after, do you? Yeah. yeah. So I I actually really struggled to to come up with an answer for this. And I think it's because I'm I actually believe in a lot of these different supernatural events. And I think that for the most part, the best explanation is basically like we can't explain it. And by that I mean I don't think science can really clarify on on these phenomena, and if if it could, then it already would already have done. And so I kind of think that a lot of the time, 
the folklore that arises from these phenomena, let's say shadow people or something, is actually the more likely thing. So I think that Occam's razor actually points to the most likely answer being that like something that we just don't understand is the cause behind it. But my my thing would actually be kind of like what I was talking about in the very beginning that there's like, I'm not going to use the word dimension because dimensions are like space and time. Those aren't the same as like a different existence. I think there's a parallel or um, adjacent universe or reality that's just out of phase or out of sync with ours that occasionally leaks into ours. <laughs> and I, I don't know if it's supernatural or paranormal, but I do think that in some kind of way it's related. And as I was saying in the beginning, the, the paranormal stuff are things that are going to happen, whether or not we see it and whether or not anyone tries to make it happen. But then the flip of that coin is that the supernatural occurs whenever we deliberately try to cause something to happen or something from the other world, something with willpower and consciousness and intention might want it to happen as well. So I think that, yeah, it exists. We, we can't do anything about it. And <laughs> that's my radical theory. Oh, and, and uh, specifically for 411 now, I think that they are like localized wormholes, basically, that people just like walk into and fire. <laughs> the other end of it. And the other end of it is on the other side of the woods or whatever. And whatever the, the link, the sy sympathetic link or whatever is, that's what happens. And there's no trace of it because wormholes only exist for like a split second. But the people just disappear. You can actually overlay a lot of these mis these locations where these things happen in, and it's a very it's a close match. It's very you can relate it to the cave system in these parks. Oh, oh now we're getting to inner earth theory and like the two races that are supposedly living down <laughs> hollow there. Hollow Earth, those people. Yeah, Hollow Earth. Yes, that's on my, that's on that's on my that's on the list for me. <laughs> <laughs> Man. We can discuss in a new episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is the radical theory one. So should I go next? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Okay. So my radical theory is surprisingly very similar to what Jotun just described, although some tweaks to it. So I'm going to link my radical theory to a particular situational incident that happened on our planet Earth, and that's the Chernobyl incident. So what? People don't, don't know at home, big nuclear explosion happened, a lot of weird things happening around that area at this present day. Now, the why, the why I'm focusing on this one particularly is because to start off with, <laughs> you know, the thing that Jotun does not believe in, apparently Mothman was present before the day of the incident, as well as present during the incident. So I believe that <laughs> exactly me too. <laughs> now, uh, do you know what? I think I think I've heard that. Yeah, it's most likely to back you up. Yeah, yeah. So 
I'll, I'll tell you why Mothman seems more real to me because of this incident. So after explosion, nuclear explosion happened, people are trying their very best to go to this area, but obviously because of the high radiation, it's very, it's, it's very anti-life to anyone who wants to be in that environment for long periods of time. So there's a lot of weird phenomenon that happened within Chernobyl now. Like one of, one of the incidents that this one scientist has claimed was that when he was working near the reactor, he could hear a person screaming inside, screaming, everything's burning, everything's burning. Now this person, the scientist runs to find out, but none of the alarms went off, nothing nothing happened. So the, the although he heard it, it, it didn't exist. So another thing is that the same scientist apparently reported the fact that the floodlights would randomly start up and randomly turn off. So there's something weird happening. And I believe it's because my radical theory is that the excessive amount of radiation and energy within the in that particular area because of this nuclear explosion has caused the the veil or the barrier between these worlds like between the universe or another another world to become thinner at these particular areas because of the amount of radiation energy that's in the air and buzzing around that now these things are like Jotun just described are leaking into our world not necessarily like intentionally just randomly leaking into our world where the, that voice of where the scientists heard the, some, like a lady screaming everything's on fire everything's on fire it's like a different world where in that particular world at that moment it was probably possibly caught on fire maybe because of our world leaking to theirs also maybe they were leaking to ours now what i'm going to tie it back to mothman so mothman is always around when these major incidents happen and i have a slight feeling that this particular case is that mothman was trying to maybe get closer to his home or origin or world of origin and i think he needs to get like the most amount of a human death so a lot of like soul activity but b also something like radioactively powerful something that they just like release a crazy amount of energy at that small amount of incident to weaken the veil to his home world not I, I i don't believe it's in a malicious attempt i think he's just like trying to find these perfect instance instances in our human history that says maybe this combination of human death as well as whatever energy whether it be earthquake or something else would combine enough to weaken the veil enough for him to escape that's my radical theory it's a little all over the place but i don't know what do you guys think <laughs> That's interesting you saying it needs to it needs to sort of harvest this energy and I'm still on board with it that he's warning people he's a he's he's a superhero okay <laughs> it can't all they can't all be bad yeah sort of supernatural beings yeah look I didn't say he was bad I, I because just said that's... otherwise he'd be causing it himself mm. rather than I don't know it's an that's interesting though <laughs> I just what I just want to believe the the best in people no well that's the thing. Like, I don't think he's bad. I don't think he's intentionally causing the thing. I think it makes sense in as much as he could have done a lot of bad things when he was, according to you guys, <laughs> seen in like the 60s or whatever. 
Like All I'm hearing is that you're on board with Mothman now. Mothman. <laughs> I, I think it's very spurious. Unless Chernobyl caused some bats to mutate <laughs> very radically. <Well>, instantly. <laughs> I do think, if working from the premise that Mackie is making sense here and that his, or that story is correct, I do think then that. Like a lot of the times, these things are bound to each other in some way. Like, um, if you've heard about Skinwalker Ranch, I love Skinwalker Ranch as well. That's on my list. Yeah, you've you've got links with uh, Bigfoot and creatures that come out of these like orange vortices where the aliens are also coming from. And now the linking idea is that. Bigfoots are some kind of servile creature. They have a lot of these werewolf-type creatures as well. Coming back to the beginning of the episode, a lot of these dog people walking around. Furries. Dude, you're giving, you give me, you're giving me chills, dude. Like, the, the creepiest, guys, probably the creepiest shit I've heard in my entire life is that at Skinwalker Ranch, there was a red or orange orb that made people, like, cower and basically comatose with just the the feeling of dread and fear that it yep. gave them just imagine being someone who feels such potent dread that you're not able to like stand it attached itself like, to people or it dude, attaches itself to people it chikes. that that that's like probably the creepiest thing that i can even imagine yeah and that there was a creature coming out of this orange vortex like crawling out, yeah. basically some kind of Lovecraftian shadow person. Yeah, I've seen that length. picture. They say it's that they say that's a Bigfoot, dude. Yes, and Michael, man, you don't even know. I don't play jokes with this shit. Mm. Like I, I have don't genuine either. pythicophobia. I I have a fear of apes, man. But I still oh, have mate. such oh, a morbid don't even curiosity do as well. with apes. <laughs> If I know, saw ape in the zoo, I would lose my shit. Those things can think. Do you know what's bro. worse than that for me? Is someone dressing up as an ape in a costume. Oh, I'm then not you kidding. That is a true fear. It doesn't even have to look like a realistic monkey or gorilla. You just have to put on a costume, and I will freak out. Interesting. Joshing that down. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's for the same reason, though. I think it's that whole uncanny valley vibe mm. that yeah. it gives you. It's like it's so close to a human being, and with oh with yeah, absolutely Bigfoot. But it's, it's not like, quite right. Yeah, and it's like you know they can think properly and they can. Scheme oh, don't! And I'm, plan. You're freaking me out now. I'm getting freaked out <laughs> thinking about and it. Like four to six times the strength of a human that's the same height dude this is why i don't go anywhere near the woods i don't go camping <laughs> i've actually told mackie a few times and he's laughed at it but if there's a downfall of humanity it's because of it's going to be some like troglodyte subterranean race of hominin is going to come overthrow us and it's going to be bigfoot believe me that's where it's going to happen that or octopodes no i just Octopuses. So I didn't laugh at the fact that that situation that happened. I just find it very interesting that you both, oh no, two people, have a fear of apes, like uh, animals that can like actively think. And for me, it's more like 
Ooh, let's see the extent of this thinking power. You guys like thinking? <laughs> no. They can think. We should Dude, burn these it. things are out there. <laughs> we must study them and understand them so that, or basically for the same reasons that Sun Tzu says in the Art of War, know your enemy. Mm. Yeah. So that's why we study it, bro. Yeah. Knowledge is power. Okay, anyway, um, we saw... Is, is that your answer? What what was your answer, Michael? Oh no, I haven't. I haven't. I haven't done mine yet. Oh yeah, let's get to that then. Mackie so, uh, raised Chernobyl. Yeah. So, funnily enough, I think we've all sort of came to the same conclusion. But for me, all of these unexplained phenomenon, and we're talking ghosts, Bigfoot. Alien greys, UFOs, abductions, Skimwalker Ranch, the Men in Black, the Missing 411. For me, it's it's all the same thing. Mm. And for me, that that's this is where I'm coming back to the four missing 411. So for me, what I believe is that whatever's happening there in in those locations, what is causing those disappearances, is it's that's like the phenomenon so for me i would call it the fey elves and fairies oh yeah they go back that's good through um history of like folklore and tales and i i believe circles and changes yeah because everything else is just wears a different mask of that same phenomenon so you're looking at alien greys and abductions and shadow people, for example, and the way people talk about their interactions and how they experience it, they describe it in exactly the same way. Bigfoot, usually if someone has a sighting of Bigfoot, there's usually UFO activity as well in the area. Or these people also go, and as well, if they have people haven't seen Bigfoot or they've just seen UFOs, they'll tend to experience paranormal things as well so it's never just like they experience one of these things they tend to experience like multiple a few of these things yeah so skinwalker ranch is i yeah i skinwalker ranch is i want to know more about that's i'm very sort of like eager to learn more about that i've learned quite a lot about it but i think skinwalker ranch is like the main sort of place that they are actually trying to scientifically figure this out yeah hmm. i recommend you read the book like it's it's really iron like I, I i don't want to i don't want to read the books i don't want to in, indulge in it too much because i'll just <laughs> scare myself i don't want to invite it in like i love it and i like conversations about it but if yeah. i try to keep a bit of distance but yeah skinwalker ranch for me and well actually the missing form on one if we can explain the missing form on one i believe we could explain a lot of this stuff and Bigfoot, because yeah. you said like cryptids and stuff, you're you're talking about this sort of missing link type theory, whereas I would go with it's it's a phenomenon along with the Men in Black or UFOs, the sightings of a supernatural being. As you say, like you mentioned, like wormholes and portals, and there's and you mentioned that picture as well. Some people believe that's a Bigfoot coming out of a portal, and some people say Bigfoot works with the greys so there's just lots of these sort of theories and ideas how but there's always like little connections between all of them 
I just believe, um, I believe it's all connected and I believe if we can explain one, we can explain it all. And the misinformed one and Skinwalker Ranch is the place to do it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All links back to Shadow People. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the elves, the fae, the fairies. If if a fairy offers you food, don't take it. Good mm. to know. It's, it's, it could very well be that when you give a shadow person enough of your energy, it then manifests into like... Like uh, the boogeyman. A Bigfoot or something. Yeah, maybe it sort of like heightens something that's already in you mm. and it, it exactly. grows it. I think they, they're they aware of a kind of receptivity in people. Yeah. Because hmm. a lot of this, a lot of this stuff, a lot of people experience this when they're going through like trauma or alcohol, like if they, if they're alcoholics or there's a bad living situation it's those sort of heightened emotions i mean when people talk about ghosts it's always generally because um they've been murdered or something big's happened like it's never a a mundane reason that something is happening it's always something behind it and it's usually emotional based yeah now people might say oh that's why it's happening but it's like you could say like that but it's, it's two sides of the same coin. Maybe they exist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I definitely think that you have, you're, you're on the right track there. But that brings up the, we can, I think we can leave off on this for the end, just like a note for everybody to think on. And that's, do you think that maybe people... I haven't even talked about the men in black. This? Oh, but that's, that's a deep wormhole, my Very friend. deep, like the SCP Foundation. That's, that's, a, that's for next time. Next time, yes. Yeah. You said it, folks, he's coming back. <laughs> no, we definitely need you back. <laughs> um, we can do a part two for this. Could it be that we're the reason why these things keep on happening? Because there's like a kind of, like you were saying, receptivity about us or something that people don't want to acknowledge about themselves and that when almost like our consciousness or sentience takes a break in a way then this darker side of us is able to make things happen yeah it's, it's manifested in some way whether that's from within us or externally that's one of the questions isn't it it's that's why i think one of the early like one of the things at the beginning when you said about this existing regardless but thinking about it, maybe it needs to be observed who yeah. knows there's a lot of interesting questions yeah definitely and no answers it's the unexplained <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 yeah do. yeah so um that is a nice a nice thing that you put forward there and i think that would be a great place to start off next time in part two <laughs> so we will definitely, or we would definitely like to have you on again, Michael. Oh, no, it's been great. Thanks for Thank joining you. us yeah. over here today. And thanks for this keeping me out, iceberg. I guess, towards the end there. <laughs> Ancient yeah. history is what we've got to talk about. Yeah. And hopefully, Mackie won't be able to sleep tonight. <laughs> You're definitely giving me that, some things to think about, my, okay? That was my goal from the start. <laughs> Like, I'm going to put, like, salt around my so, beard and say it's not a perfect circle. It's not a perfect glitchy circle. lemons yeah. are the least of your worries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, maybe next time we'll give you guys a bit of an update about whether we were able to sleep this night. Oh, yeah. If, any, if we've experienced anything because of what we talked about this evening. Oh, yeah. Definitely. 
But if you find that from listening to this episode that you are not able to catch a wink, shall we say, then you're in luck because we have a nice long playlist full of all of our old episodes that you can listen to. And hopefully it won't be the episodes themselves that make you sleepy. But I do think that you guys would all find it to be quite interesting and entertaining as well. Mackie, where exactly can everybody find our channel and the content we produce? So guys, we this is again the same trick, but we will continue to include it maybe at the end. But again, we post these podcast episodes to every podcasting platform you can think of. It's Spotify, Apple, Podcast Stitcher. There's also Podcast Addicts. There's Pocket Podcast. I can keep going. And trust me, you don't want me to. And we we may coming, be coming to Amazon Music soon. So that's also pretty exciting. And again, guys, as Jotun has described, there are many episodes. The One of the latest episodes as, at the time of this recording that's out, which I recommend if Marco has not listened to it yet, is Genie Wishes and how... <laughs> to word your wishes exactly right because those gin you can't trust them so there's a lot of interesting episodes why wasn't why wasn't i invited for that conversation unfortunately you weren't here at the time but we can always cut, touch back onto it because trust me it was a fun episode have a listen see what okay. we discuss <laughs> but guys again we try to post these episodes every thursday and it's really what makes our podcast episodes different to the other podcasts out there is that we want you to Provide us your input to the questions that we pose to you at the end of every episode. Because at the end of every episode, we use those quick, those kind of like comments that you suggest and use them for our Ramble Shrapnel. Jotun, take it away. Ramble Shrapnel is our playlist of smaller episodes that are based off of these ones where we take your guys' insightful input and we talk about that for a little bit. We, we can't think of everything under the sun and especially not about any interesting topic because we, we tend to make these things quite broad, deliberately. And you guys also have a lot of value that you guys can provide for us. We, I, I don't know about you guys, but I find myself getting bored of Mackie all the time. Oh. Like sometimes, sometimes I will open WhatsApp and I've only like done one episode. Messages. Yeah. Oh, right. oh, it'll come. Boredom will come. Sometimes, sometimes I open up my smartphone and there are like twenty messages from Mackie, and he's just the last thing, Send last thing TikToks. in the world that I want to know about. So, yeah. Sometimes I just need you guys to give me a bit of a refresher. Let's call it that. Because I'm just tired of Mackie. So please, let us know. Whose arguments do you think today made the most sense? So um, who had the best? Let's let's keep it to the first question. The best paranormal phenomenon. And whose paranormal phenomenon really is the most easy to explain? And... And the next, and next time I'm on, we can we can talk about what you said because I'd be interested <laughs> yeah. to know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And not who made the most likely response to the crazy, or who made the best theory, but whose theory do you think really is the craziest? <laughs> that would yeah. be cool. Let That's us know. Cool. Or the ones that you resonate with, because obviously everyone has sort of different ideas. Be interested to know. Yeah other people's theories because everybody 
has different ones. Exactly. So yes, that's the last question. The last question is, what is your crazy crackpot theory? <laughs> Put on your tinfoil hats and let us know. I have actually been wearing a tinfoil hat throughout all of this. <laughs> so, Michael, where can the audience find you if they think uh, Mackie and Yotan, they were okay, but Michael, Michael has something special. You want to share your YouTube channel? Okay, so um, I'm a YouTuber. My channel is Tabletop Ready, and I teach people how to paint Warhammer miniatures and also how to sort of get into the hobby. Hmm. Very cool, very cool. Yeah, that's, that's something that I, oh geez, that's a, a rabbit hole that I actually <laughs> shouldn't allow myself to get down because I would never end. I, I already have so much nerdness and geekness about me and the Warhammer lore is truly cavernous. Oh, it so, is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, thank you again for joining us here today, Michael. No, it's been uh, an absolute really pleasure. I you. really enjoyed it. It's not very often I get to um, be taken seriously when I talk about these things. Everyone just looks at me weird, generally. So yeah. to think that people are listening and actually thinking I know what I'm talking about is interesting. Well, trust me, you, you came to the right podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kindred spirits are here, my very friend. Yeah. So again, thank you for joining us here today, everyone. And we hope to see you next time as well. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>